Yeah, for sure. I did get a Switch capture card though, and I'm streaming Switch games on uh, my uh, on my Twitch now, which is pretty sweet. Nice. I'm doing some I'm doing some Fire Emblem Three Houses, and I'm playing through uh, Pokemon Shield with uh, my buddy Mike from Stevensville Gamers. Stevensville so, Gamers, uh, yeah. Stevensville Gamers, the cringiest gaming channel. <laughs> um, we are uh, we are doing that over on my Twitch, um, so I, that's pretty exciting. So, yeah, that sounds great. Um, how difficult was it to get the uh, capture card working? Did it just like work just out of the box, or did you have to do any weird tinkering with it? One second. Where do you say this? Oh, okay, I need to get it out. Okay, I have to get the fire alarm down because I am... Right, I'm the only one tall enough, and it's going to be throughout the podcast if I don't. Give me a sec. Yeah. Sorry about that. No worries. Just wanted to make sure we sound okay. Um, the fire alarm is low battery. Yeah, as soon as you said uh, fire alarm, I did hear that beep. Uh, I've, I've, yeah. I'm definitely familiar with that sound. Yeah, I just don't want it all the way through uh, through the podcast. So thank you for pointing that out, babe. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, no, it was pretty easy to set up. Unfortunately, my laptop is being a little melty lately. I can't use it while it's charging or it smells like burnt rubber. Mm-hmm. So... I can only stream for about three hours at a time with the mic and everything plugged into my laptop, yeah. but um, I'm going to order a new battery for it. I hope that's the problem. Oh, hopefully that'll, that'll help. Um, what um, are, are you, are you still getting like, um, I imagine getting a new battery would make it to where your um, uh, battery life would be improved. Or is your battery life okay? Or is that something you need to fix as well? It's pretty bad. I have like a thing where whenever I'm using electronics, I really like them to be plugged in unless they're near full battery. And I need to get over that because apparently that destroys your batteries. Like I, for the entire time I've owned this computer pretty much, I've only used it when it's plugged in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's apparently not very good for electronics. So, well, if it's smelling like burnt rubber, then that's a, (laughs) I don't need to tell you, but that's a problem. (laughs) Yeah. I deduced that. Um, but uh, yeah, we know what we're here for today. Right, exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, the darkest timeline. Um, due to recent decisions by Watsi, um, Gutshot is no longer a magic podcast. It is now a podcast on um, proper burrito folding style. Will, walk us through your technique. Okay, so I have great technique. I've been... Um... I've been complimented by my girlfriend about this before. And, and you know, oh, I, yeah. Hey, I I've been the Qdoba. I've been the Chipotle. I see how the pros do it. So, mm-hmm. you know, the trick, the trick is that you need less filling. Don't overload your burrito with meat and, and rice and all that, you know, horse shit, you know, mm-hmm. just put a little bit in there, just enough to get the flavor. Then you want to flip over, cup it all into one little part of the um, uh, tortilla and then flip over the sides and then roll it to its completeness. See, that's, that's an amateur mistake. You overfill your burrito. Yeah. I, okay. See, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy. I mean, I'm not meat. I'm a vegetarian, but I'm a very basic burrito folder. I fold one end of the tortilla in, and then I just roll the rest of it over it. And one of the ends is kind of spilling out, but that's okay. Cause that's the end I'm going to bite first. I eat my burrito in under three minutes, hundred percent of the time. And I don't really have to worry as much about it kind of bursting. Cause if it bursts, I just take another bite where it opened. Yeah. I think that that's great technique. You know, um, 
uh, I, I went to Chipotle once and they gave me a burrito, you know, wrapped in the foil. And for mm-hmm. some inexplicable reason, there was an arrow written on it in Sharpie pointing to one like end of the burrito. And, and mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I lay awake at night and I wonder what was that arrow supposed to signify? Why was um, it so there? Classic Chipotle mistake. Um, the foil adds flavor. You're supposed to eat it with the foil still on the burrito. Oh, okay. A little bit of blood in your mouth from the foil cutting you, that's um, an ancient Mexican uh, technique. It's a spice that they add (laughs) to food in your mouth. Wow, wow. This is, see, they they are on another level than than us at Chipotle for sure. When are we getting secret layer Chipotle? That's why I want to know. We're going to get food tokens uh, with Chipotle burritos on them. We're going to get, uh, we're going to get a line that goes all the way out the door as a basic land that uh, taps for colorless. Yeah. What dies grows the Qdoba boy. Yeah. Weird that there was no news in magic this week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, magic is uh, magic. Old dudes, we're not uh, we're we're not doing that anymore. But either either way, welcome to Gutshot, the home of the spiciest MTG hot takes and spiciest burritos. I will add aggressive rhetoric, and as always, I'm here with my boy Frederick. Uh, I'm Frederick, aka War Crimes Uwu, a mechanically unique, exclusive host of this podcast. Uh, welcome to Gutshot. Hey, miss it, and it's gone. This is your only chance to hear this spicy content. Now, as I'm sure you all know what we're referencing here, there has been some pretty big uh, news uh, announced in Magic this week, and I'm not talking about the Euro ban. That's a whole other thing. Uh, maybe, maybe we can get to that in the future. But um, earlier this that doesn't week, matter. A dead game doesn't need a ban list. That's a great point. I think I think you're spot on there. But <laughs> this week, Magic the Gathering uh, has announced the next uh, installment of the Secret Layer, which is a you know massively successful um, direct the players initiative that Wizards has been doing, where you can order online a special shipment of uh, select cards uh, that yeah. will come to your door uh, mailed, uh, you know, six to eight months later. Uh, that are special in some way, new art or a special like uh, frame or something like that. And we got a really special one this time. This is going to be a crossover with uh, the very popular, especially in 2020, <laughs> television show, The Walking Dead. This will be available. Um, see, this is actually a little weird. It's it's available for longer than some of the other ones have been. You can actually order this anywhere between October 4th and October 12th. So that's like a week, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, the, and so this will be a collection of magic cards that are branded with, you know, fan favorite characters from the television show and we've had a few that have been uh uh, spoiled so far maybe we could take a look at them here in a second but here's here's the rub uh these cards are for for the first time that we've seen in secret layer these cards are mechanically unique cards that are black border and are legal in eternal format. So that's going to be your legacy, vintage, and then all-important commander. This is really unprecedented. And um, just like with all the other secret layers, uh, once the 
time limit for buying these goes away, you're not, you know, you won't be able to buy them again. So, you know, like it's a very limited release. And the fact that these cards are, you know, mechanically unique creates, you know, I mean, it's a situation. So Frederick, I want to get just right off the top. How do you feel about this? Are you excited for this? Uh, no, I'm incredibly worried about this. I think it was a terrible idea. I have the pretty popular opinion on this one. I think, uh, for our podcast, I, this is a fucking disaster. Like all of these things are bad and they could have done one bad thing at a time and seen how the players reacted to it. But instead they did a secret layer that's $20 more expensive than any other one with mechanical unique cards in black border and it's a tie-in with like a another intellectual property that's like has a different vibe than magic so like i just don't i don't understand i i can't imagine who the who's gonna like who's excited about this i think even the people that are buying it are doing it for the purpose of um like like just holding on to it because it's going to be worth money um, I can't imagine that there's any other reason that people are buying it. Um, I can't imagine the, the player who's excited that this exists. Um, they didn't do the Godzilla thing where it's a real card that they just put the other name on top of. I just, why? You know, I just, I, I don't know. Um, I might have some like bias because the shittiest roommate I've ever had really liked Walking Dead. Hey, well, you make a good, po- you make a good point. This cost, uh, the MSR, I, I, MSRP is not the right term. Uh, this is going to cost fifty dollars in U- in US uh, to buy this, which is a little bit more expensive than other ones that we've seen. So uh, I don't believe that this says that they're whether it's going to be in foil or not. But I assume that these cards will probably all be foil at a fifty dollar yeah. price tag. Yeah, they are. Oh, they are. Does it mention that? Yeah, okay, that's confirmed. Okay, okay, awesome. Uh, then. Yeah, $50 is a lot. You know, we're used to like $30 to $40 for like small collections of cards. Um, and, you know, especially if they're um, one of each and not play sets of each, like we've seen with Thalia or the Lightning Bolt one. So, yeah, so, yeah, so it being uh, a little bit more expensive, uh, you know, makes me wonder is that because of the mechanically unique cards uh, and that they know that people are just going to be buying these, uh, or a good amount of people are going to be buying these just because of the fear of, of missing out? Yeah. Um, it's good that none of these appear to be playable in any of the competitive formats they're legal in. Daryl and Glenn might be. Like, Daryl is, I guess he's like a shitty hate bearer that can be pitched to Forcible, or like a shitty cheap creature that can be pitched to Forcible, but I can't think of any deck that's going to play him. They're not legal in Modern, just Legacy and Vintage, uh, and Commander, of course, um, but Commander is a bad format, so I don't really care what happens to it. Uh, right, right. Although this is a case where people are yelling at the Commander Rules Committee to ban all these cards in Commander when they come out to sort of take a stand against what Watsi's decided to do here, which I think would be the one cool thing that the commander rules committee has ever done but uh in the next abolish the commander format um but daryl uh daryl like maybe could if there's some reason you would want your opponent to have more creatures there he might do something in legacy like I, there are cards you can you can never know what would be good in legacy like cast dissident mage like that right, ended up being legacy play and that was like a cheesy four mana commander like that's the example we're going off of i would that card would feel right at home in the secret layer so it worries me both that one of these cards could be at that power level without people immediately noticing it, 
that this is a precedent that even if players get really mad about it, if this sells well enough, they will do it again. And every time they do it is another chance for something good enough to see legacy or vintage play. So I'm, I am almost there with you on, on this take. Um, I don't think the magic should be doing this. I am against uh, mechanically right. cards appearing in secret layer. I, um, and, and the magic community is kind of going off the chain uh, with this. Uh, they are really upset about this and making their voices heard, you know, as, as you would do. Um, I don't really feel that way. Um, I don't in any way consider this to be, the end of magic as i've seen some people uh put it um this doesn't make me want to quit magic it doesn't you know make me worry about the health of the game um if anything this kind of makes me feel better about the health of the game um you know because i i think that um opportunities for magic to do this show that it has legs beyond us the entrenched players who you know are the most vocal about not wanting these uh in, in you know in our game um and and right, right off the bat i'm just gonna let everybody know um i plan on buying one of these you know there is a a fear of missing out uh, and i you know, just want to make sure that I have one, you know, um, it's, it's very, um, it's a very popular, you know, series. Um, people are going to want them. If this is the only time that we see these cards, um, and I have the ability to buy them, you know, it's only $50. I don't see why not. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get uh, a set of this, uh, even though I don't really agree, uh, uh with the, the, the idea of putting these mechanically unique cards in the secret layer. Would, um, do you give a shit about walking dead? I actually used to be a big fan of Walking Dead. Um, I have okay. not seen the show or uh, read the comics for a very long time. Um, I, I don't know how familiar you are with The Walking Dead. Um, I uh, stopped watching the show around when Negan uh, was introduced, and not so much because of the quality of the show, really more just other things going on in my life uh, caused me to drop it. And uh, from what I've seen, uh, the show turn into since then i haven't become super excited about getting back into it it definitely seems to have taken a, a huge nosedive uh in quality and i've read the comics up to a little bit past the negan point uh so yeah yeah i i used to be a big fan uh have you ever seen the walking dead uh yeah i mean i've watched it um when i re i lived with a, a dude who was like obsessed with it um oh, yeah. but that might be an unfair characterization he was watching it at the time Right, right, right. One interesting thing about this is that uh, just like two weeks ago, we got confirmation from Wizards that for the Zendikar Rising set would be the first set in the wild that would not include a unique, uh, a mechanically unique uh, card as a buy a box promo. And they have been doing that for quite a while since uh, Dominaria, I think. And this is the, um, these are the promos that gave us fan favorites like Nexus of Fate and Kennereth the Returned King. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's almost like, you know, we thought that they were deciding, hey, this isn't what, how we ought to do this, and we're going to, you know, change our ways. Uh, but it turns out that it lasted for two weeks before we got something that was probably worse. Yeah, to be honest, I think um, Kennereth the Return King, I could honestly see them not thinking that that was very good. Like, I, I looked at that card, and I was like, oh, this is terrible. I put the two copies that I had from like my um, my collector's booster and my buy a box promo, and I just put them in a box somewhere. Like I I, I didn't predict that that card was going to be good, and as you know, we are better at predicting the cards are going to be good than Wizards of the Coast is. But this is 
These cards seem pretty safe, but I don't think it's even about the safety. There's so many independent issues about the secret layer that any one of them individually would be enough to make the secret layer a bad product. Yeah, Kinnerith was really broken by Fires of Invention, which was just 100% a mistake on its own, right? Um, yeah. Uh, the track record of the Biobox promos doesn't give me a lot of confidence in wizards being able to create cards that are fine on their own but don't impact formats they're legal in um we thought that everything would be okay with the biobox promos because the first one fire song and Sunspeaker, was clearly meant to just be you know a fun a different type of commander uh you yeah. know for, for commander play and it was completely fine but then the second one was nexus a nexus of fate and i don't yeah. think that they designed that thinking it would see, you know, like top tier standard play. And obviously it became a major player in those formats. Uh, Enough to be banned. Right, exactly. Um, So like, and and then Kess, you know, as you mentioned before, uh, was just meant to be a commander card, but, you know, turned out to be, you know, a a card that was legacy playable. Uh, So yeah, that that worries me. I I don't trust wizards to be able to create cards and be like, oh, this is just for fun. You know, you you could play this in legacy, but like, why, but why would you? Not not a lot of faith there. Yeah, no, me, me neither. Like, it seems like a lot of just jank ends up in legacy on accident. Um, The other, the other thing about the secret layer is like, it's so tonally inappropriate there's no there's no guns in it like i maybe thought that they would jump the shark in that way but like daryl has a crossbow that's like mechanical and i think the worst offender is negan um he's wearing a leather jacket uh he's got a baseball bat with with barbed wire around it which i understand is important in the show and i i did a little research beforehand negan has done a lot of things on the show that i think would be deemed tonally inappropriate for magic including beating children to death with the baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire all right so okay spoilers for the walking dead yeah if anyone if anyone cares in 2020 uh i don't know if this happened in the show but i know in the um uh in the comics there's a uh part where uh negan uh burns a guy's face like half of his face with a um with an iron like like a um like a um clothes iron uh to disfigure him and not really to like punish him or anything like that it was to like mark him for some other reason uh that is not very 13 plus in my opinion i don't know i mean we've gotten like macabre waltz and stuff so Sure, like, sure. I, it's hard for me to argue that, but it definitely seems it just seems totally inappropriate. Like the the amount of players of magic who like Walking Dead and want it in magic has got to be such a small subsection that how would they be worth pleasing versus the people you'd piss off by including this? Like I would use the example, like I've talked about this on the podcast before. Like if they made Fire Emblem magic cards, I love both of those things. Fire Emblem is like one of my other passions. I could have a podcast about it, I think. But like I, w- I wouldn't want them together, and I am the biggest fan of both of those things. So who the fuck is this for? I would actually disagree a little bit. I think it's fine to have a modern setting in Magic. Uh, now, Magic hasn't done that yet. We have seen guns once in Portal Second Age. Um, I don't think it would be that big a deal if Magic had like a um, had like a future set, um, you know, that was like high tech. I would actually really like to see that, and I don't think it's really 
incongruent with um uh, with the overall flavor of magic uh we've spoken about this before but you know uh wizards uh did some uh internal testing about the idea of doing like a neo kamigawa that was very like cyberpunk and had like tech in it. right yeah and i yeah. know that i know you said you weren't a big fan of that but i i would like to see something like that so yeah it would be weird but you know magic can be whatever it wants to be i mean it's clearly wants to be a game that has the walking dead as a part of it um you know it, it would be a change for a lot of people i understand if it would turn some some people off but i think magic would still be a great game uh i i would not be turned off by a modern set um i i would i i would not like it but if we're going to have a modern set i would vastly prefer one that's set in and not a different ip that i don't care about Sure. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is a weird terminology. If we use terminology like modern and future, those mean things in magic. So yeah. it's weird saying modern meaning like guns and not like Tarmogoyf and Thoughtseize. I just don't like it. I just think it's bad. Well, here is... Here's the first question that I asked uh, when I first saw this, and this was before we learned about the mechanically unique cards. Why The Walking Dead? The The Walking Dead was super popular like seven, eight years ago. Um, I believe it came out in 2010. Uh, but like no one's like the only people still like watching or caring about The Walking Dead are like the super hardcore fans. You know, like the show, the show's peak was a couple of years ago. It's kind of weird that we're like, you know, hyping up The Walking Dead to be this huge thing when it's. Mm-hmm ship has really sailed yeah um from what i understand it has a pretty huge cult following like there are people who really really like it so it's more uh, an intensity of fan base than like a widespreadness sure. that they were going for and i think the same thing is true of like godzilla godzilla which was the last crossover like if they were trying to get one with mass appeal i think they would have tried to land like a game of thrones secret layer game of thrones that's most recently important. I don't know. Like, my head is up my own ass. I spend most of my time just playing, like, Nintendo games. And I don't know too much about pop culture outside of, like, politics. Well, th- that's a, that's another good point. And I, I was thinking about this when we were talking about the $50 price tag. Um, people who are in these, like, uh, you know, super, um, like, devoted but niche fan bases... They mm-hmm. usually spend money, right? Um, yeah. Like, obviously, magic players are going to be interested in buying a secret layer that's about magic. But we also need to think about the like Walking Dead fans who don't know anything about magic um, are also going to come in and buy this uh, um, secret layer, knowing that you can only buy this during this uh, set week. That's a very, I mean, that's a very special thing for them to know that this is you know super limited. Only some people are going to get this. And and a lot of people that are getting it don't even care about The Walking Dead. They're, you know, they're, they're just, it's going to go in their um, collections and uh, never see the light of the day to Walking Dead collectors. Um, so I, I, I bet, I bet they're really banking on that to really get the numbers and the uh, revenue up for this one. Yeah, I think that that's possible. Um, I just don't know how big of the, how big of a market share that is. Like, like who asked for this? Like even the players who are buying this would have preferred many other things to this, right? Like, you're buying this, right. and there are a lot of things you would have preferred to this. And you are someone who was pretty big into Walking Dead when it was big and is obviously very big in magic. You have a pocket. 
Right. And I'm only buying this because I don't want to lose out on mechanically unique cards in the in the case or on the chance that these cards will not be reprinted in any significant way in the future, just in case. And and I understand a lot of people wouldn't agree with that, but you know, it's kind of that's that's how I would like to see um this product. Uh, you know, I don't I don't want to be left um I won't be left behind by a card I might need in the future. Right. But if you don't buy it, they're less likely to do it in the future because it won't sell as well. And so you're preventing this thing that you don't like from happening more. That's that's my take. Because if, if a bunch of people buy this because they want to miss out on the mechanically unique cards, you're showing Wizards of the Coast that you can get rubes to buy anything if you include mechanically unique cards. And now a couple years down the line, no one likes it, but we're all buying fucking secret layer Casey Anthony for the mechanically unique child murder removal spell oh wow um yeah i I think you i think you have a good point there um i i do not agree um i don't think boycotts and magic work it doesn't matter how you spend your money does not matter to wizard uh boy you know boycotts will not matter boycotts does not uh, wizards does not care whether you specifically spend money or not that's not that's not the point um so uh, i i really don't think that me buying it or not's really going to uh, uh mean anything uh to wizards and to to act like it's going to um i i think is a mistake um i i, I they just don't care because they're going to make money off this no matter what and it's like you know wh- why not act in my best interest and get you know get the cards that i think i'm going to need because like if enough people if enough people don't buy it, it prevents the problem from being exacerbated. Like, yes, this is still going to exist and it's going to be an unfortunate mark on the history of magic, but it could be a one-off thing. If enough people show wizards of the coast that it's kind of unacceptable. That won't happen though. Okay. I don't know. I hope it will. And I mean, I've been seeing a lot of backlash for this, like even just the general backlash for secret layers when they got announced pales in comparison to how people are reacting to this announcement so i'm really hoping that i'm right about this because i don't want to live in a world where every month there's mechanically unique cards themed around things i don't give a shit about that i have to buy directly from wizards of the coast especially if they end up being cards that are necessary to remain competitive i'm not going to buy secret layer fuddruckers well well let, let me let me ask you this um you know if you're playing in a competitive you know sense uh you're a spike right um spikes are you know uh exemplified by the idea of you do anything you can to win you know you and i are both uh, entrenched magic players you know we play um at least nominally at a competitive level we are very much in tune with if you want to win you have to do what is necessary to win uh you know, I, I guess I would look at it like, you know, if playing a Walking Dead secret layer card, you know, gives me an edge in competitive format, I would want to take advantage of that, um, you know, um, edge, uh, you know, um, regardless of what the flavor of the cards are. Uh, could you see an argument uh, like that? Does that does that argument speak to you at all? Um, no, honestly, I just I think this is bad. Full stop. I think no, no, no mechanical unique cards. I think that that is defensible. Look, let me make my take spicier. Not just no mechanical unique cards and secret layers. No mechanical unique cards. Only reprints forever now. Wizards of the Coast has proven that they don't know how to design cards. Hand it over to a third party to decide what cards are banned in whatever formats, and then those formats are the same forever. And Wizards of the Coast is only allowed to reprint cards. Hey, I, you have a lot of people that agree with you, and uh, honestly, I'm probably 75% of the way, uh, way there. I think that's... A, I'm really uh, getting in touch with my inner Gabe. Ah, that's okay. 
<laughs> sometimes, hey, sometimes you just got Gabe out. I totally understand. Would you want to have a, a quick card discussion about uh, what each of the cards that have been revealed do, or, or do you just want to just want to skip it? We can, yeah. Well, well, we'll just go over them real quick, and I'll I'll go ahead and read this. Uh, read this one. This is a Michonne Ruthless Survivor. Uh, this is one of the um, fr- uh, one of the first two that we saw. This is a th- uh, five mana, three generic, one uh, one black and one gr- uh, one green. So Golgari, legendary creature, human warrior, uh, three three. When Michonne enters the battlefield, create two Walker tokens. That's another weird thing they're doing with this. They are using the term Walker token, which is think of Planeswalker. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. But um, in this context, Walker is a two-two zombie. It's the zombie token you've you've always known. Um, but when this enters the battlefield, you get two Walker tokens. As long as Michonne is equipped, she must be blocked if able. Now that's super weird. I don't think Golgari has ever cared about creatures being equipped beyond this one. Can you think of any? Um, like any special uh, abilities for creatures having equipment attached to them in Golgari. No, not in Golgari. Uh, there's not mono green ones, but there's like a green white one, like the old Miri, the Miri from the commander deck. Right, right, yeah. Think of, but that's white, like white is the equipment part of that card. They're just completely breaking the color pie. There's other cards that do that in this secret layer. Right, and she has a third ability. Whenever Michonne and at least two zombies attack, she gains indestructible until end of turn. Um, it's very flavorful. I mean, obviously this is Michonne. You just read the abilities and like you know who this is. Um, uh, it seems just like such a weird thing, like Golgari caring about equipment. Um, you have to attack with zombies, and then she just gets indestructible as a three-three for five. Um, I luckily I don't think this is going to make the jump to legacy. Oh, absolutely not. No, I don't think this would even be playable in modern. I mean, look at like the pretty shitty kitty committee from uh, Amonkhet. Never really saw play. Um, this Regal Crackle. That's the name of the card. Mm. I don't understand why these were Walker tokens because all of the abilities that reference them, both on this and on the other card that references them, just synergize with zombies. There's nothing that requires the tokens to be Walkers, so they could have just been zombie tokens. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, th- that's what they decided to do. Um, so we also got a second card uh, uh, foiled with the announcement. This is Negan the Cold Blooded. This is a um, two. It's also five mana, two generic, and then Mardu colors: r- one red, one white, and one black. Uh, legendary creature, human rogue. Hey, rogues are all the rage these days. So you can slot this right into your your new historic rogue deck. Uh, and he is a four three. Uh, when Negan enters the battlefield, you and target opponent each secretly choose a creature that player controls. Then those choices are revealed, and that player sacrifices those creatures. So you play Negan. You and your opponent both choose a creature that your opponent controls, and then it's like a game: Are you both going to choose the same creature, or um, you know, are, are you going to pick the same, and then you kind of lose that ability to have two sacrificed? Uh, that that is interesting on its own. Uh, but then it also has uh, just as a stack ability. Whenever an opponent sacrifices a creature, you create a treasure token. So, you know, you can uh, build this as a uh, commander that um, uh, focuses on having your opponent sacrifice their own stuff. And you get um, a special thing about that. Again, I think this is very flavorful. Like, you know, everyone, oh, maybe maybe you don't, Frederick, but everyone knows the um, uh, the, the the very classic scene uh, with Negan where he, you know, has the baseball bat and like, you know, picks somebody um, from the, the party or protagonist. Uh, d- does this seem really flavorful to you? Yeah. Um, the other thing is like, this is a really cool mechanically unique 
effect that like would have been neat on a card in an actual set like this would play fun in standard it's like a factor fiction for getting rid of creatures it's like a sort of within game game i just sucks that it's on this card in the secret layer yeah i actually think that the uh, first part of his ability is really cool and i would love to see it on a um quote real card <laughs> but uh yeah so we have negan you know um that that's interesting uh we also have glenn didn't you say uh that a a, a daryl card was uh spoiled is, is that um i i haven't seen that yeah it's, uh, it's it's gruel it's two a red and a green for a four four at the beginning of uh your upkeep target opponent creates three walkers you can tap to deal two damage to target creature and um whenever a zombie an opponent controls dies you draw a card Okay, that's uh, and you said this was a bear. It costs two mana. No, no, no it's a four mana four four. Sorry, four mana four four. Okay, okay, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's a uh, it's gruel. It's two and a red and a green. Oh, okay, I see, I see. Um, hmm. It's obviously a commander card. You know, you give someone the three zombies to make friends with them. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, then you kill them to draw cards slowly while they're doing whatever they're going to do with them. It's a commander card, whatever. No, I don't think this one will make it to make it to legacy. Although, again, you know, very flavorful. Um, so I got, I guess they got that going for them. But I think the one that everyone is most concerned about right now is Glenn. Uh, mm-hmm. Glenn, the voice of calm. This is a uh, three mana, and this is the last one that we have so far. Uh, three mana, one generic, uh, one white, one blue. So in in Azorius, uh, legendary creature, human advisor. So you know, for those uh, sweet uh, advisor tribal decks, uh, he's a one three, and he has skulk. Uh, which we haven't seen in a while. This creature can't be blocked by creatures with greater power. Uh, but hey, glad to see it back. Glad to see that's not just uh, permanently in the trash bin. And then uh, whenever Glenn deals combat damage to a player, draw cards equal to his power. So as a one three, he's going to uh, you know swing in, hopefully not be blocked, and then you know normally would hit deal one damage and you draw a card. Of course, that opens you up to. Uh, shenanigans where you can pump his power or do other things people are saying that this one is the closest that comes to legacy play i don't really see it but i think people are going to try to play this in legacy just to make a point about how they want these cards in legacy would you play this uh no not in not in legacy i mean it's like a shitty hate bears creature that you can discard to that you can that you can pitch to force of will like people pointed out that you can pitch it to force of will but like sure sure yeah, I don't know. yeah. So that's all the that's all the uh, the Walking Dead cards we have. I think there's a few more that are going to be spoiled on the Talking Dead, which uh, for those of you who don't know, that's the uh, talk show that happens after they show a new episode and they kind of do like a reactions and like discussion about the show. I believe on the fourth, the first day that this Walking Dead or this Walking Dead Secret Lair will be available, you can tune in and uh, see the entire contents of the secret layer um and i'm sure we'd probably get a little glimpse of it before then um, yeah but, well i thought this was it um are there more cards coming i don't know um I, my understanding is that there are more that have not been uh spoiled and that the full spoiler would come out on the fourth during the talking dead or earlier that day um so i think that there's more i mean do you surely they're going to make a rick grimes card right if they've got glenn and oh, they got yeah. michonne there's gotta be a rick grimes too yeah but um 
yeah, so that's all, all the cards we have. Um, you know, I think uh, we've made our uh, opinions on this pretty clear. You know, not nothing too, uh, uh, no, no super hot takes here except for uh, Fredericks of just uh, banning new cards and uh, it all just being reprints from here on out. Yeah, I'm sorry I've been so negative this episode. Like, this is just really shitty news. Do you want to talk about the Uro banning? <laughs> No, no, let's save that for another one. I think I think we've uh, gotten all of our anger and frustration out about this one, and we can finally move on to the next stage of grief, uh, bargaining, <laughs> where we just scream at wizards over Twitter about how how dare they, how dare you do this? Yeah. Uh... And then we'll finally get to acceptance. But um, I think that's it for this episode. You know, thank you for listening to Gut Shot, home of the absolute spiciest MTG hot takes. I'm Will at Aggressive Rhetoric. And I'm uh, Frederick at War Crimes Uwu on Twitch. This has been Gut Shot, the only Magic the Gathering podcast that preys on your FOMO. <laughs>